What's up? Got to start it with the cough. Hello. Welcome to the Tears of Life podcast where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 212. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. This is an episode where the Tudors talk. Love it. Mm-hmm. Should, I, should I keep in that cough? Oh, yeah. We were just watching Rough and Rowdy. Yeah. That was very entertaining. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what Rough and Rowdy is, I believe D- Dave Portnoy with Barstool started it. And it's um, one-minute boxing rounds. I think there's three rounds. And uh, they just take people who have zero experience boxing, put them in a ring to box. I love that. And it's wonderful. It's just... New form of entertainment there. It is because when you watch people who've trained for boxing, it looks so natural, right? Yeah, and then you watch that. You watch that and you're just like, holy shit, most people don't know how to fight. Mm -hmm. And it's so neat to see like... The normal person trying to throw a punch, it looks terrible. When you watch a real professional boxer box, that shit's art. Mm-hmm. And the amount of time it takes to make it art, insane. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to watch people not know what the hell they're doing, go in and do it. Yeah, that one guy was very... Uh, I, he honestly looked like he never even watched a boxing match because I even know to not turn your back onto your mm-hmm. opponent... Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's bad, dude. That's bad. Mm-hmm. That's what like. That's what is scary about rough and rowdy is someone could get a TBI pretty easy. In yeah. There. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thankfully, most of those punches aren't crazy powerful. Yeah, I mean they're just weak people, and you well. Not it's not weak. that they're weak; they don't know how to use their body. Right. Right. That's what I meant. So, but anyway, I think that shit's awesome. It looks fun. Um, so we were watching Rough and Rowdy, Rowdy, guys. Yep. How exciting. That was exciting. What's new in your world? Um, new in my world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really know. Well, you finished your book. You finished, you finished the Apocalypse book. Well, I'm on the last portion so I got like eight pages to read tonight. Yeah. I imagine not much happens in that eight pages. Probably not. So I'm going to finish that tonight, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. Move out of this one. Oh my God, something is new. I am reading Think Big and Kick Ass mm-hmm. by the one, the only, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Is it? I'm like 65 pages in, something like that. The text is like big, mm-hmm. so it's easy to cruise through it, the pages. Oh, that's nice. It's written simply, so it's very easy to comprehend. Mm-hmm. So reading in like 10-page chunks is just super easy to comprehend what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. And he's talking about... What it takes to think big and be successful. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that play into being successful that you wouldn't necessarily think. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, 
Didn't yeah. didn't he say something about like your, the wife you picked or something? The wife? Yeah. Well, so there's like a bunch of there's like thirteen or fifteen questions he asks you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we we didn't go over this on the podcast? Did no, we? no, no. Um, and if you score anywhere between a forty-five and a sixty, mm-hmm. you um are a, a big thinker. Mm-hmm. I scored like a fifty-two, but a couple things that docked me points. Number one was. Did you sign a prenup when you got married? And so that knocked me down three points because mm-hmm. I didn't. And then the other one was like, you know, something like, what do you like? What do you do in your free time or something like that? I don't know something. And I chose like spend time with my wife, so that knocked me down like three points as well. Um, and then there's a couple where I only scored a three out of four, but um, is it's fun to go through that and see based on like characteristics how you do think right mm-hmm. i think it'd yeah. be really good to have like some people around us take it to see like where their level of thinking is yeah so you get a good picture of like where people are at yeah that's you know? for sure um so yeah it's it's so so he talks about like the magic of thinking big um well the magic of thinking big is a book in itself i shouldn't have said that um talks about thinking big and then other things that help think big and obviously one of the main things is learn from your past mistakes Mm -hmm. which we i mean shall not even have like a notebook of like things we've learned yeah we haven't put anything in it in a while but we do have stuff in there and we i mean we need to we know we need to review it more often Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah yeah, there's a lot of cool shit out there. Mm-hmm. I like a lot. It's a, it's a really good book. I just started No Ego. I don't know who that's by. Um, Before you get into No Ego, I don't think people understand who Donald Trump was before the president. Like how loved he was. Yeah, it's so weird. We've talked about this, I think you and I personally, not on the podcast. My mom... When the president election happened, the last one happened, she told Sean and I that she's just never liked Donald Trump. And it was so weird for me to hear because she was obsessed with The Apprentice. Obsessed with it. And, I mean, I was, like, growing up, so maybe she just never told me her, like, like, didn't really want to put, like hate in my world or something so maybe she just never told me that she didn't like donald trump but it was just so weird to me because i was like man if i really didn't like the host of a show i want to watch it mm-hmm. so it, it was something that was like very uh interesting to me and there's a lot of people out there that's trying to say like well i've never liked him i've never liked him i've heard so many people say that i'm like what do you mean D- fucking because he was a big business owner like what how obama in 2012, said the American dream. Sorry, it might have been like 2010 or 11, whatever people. Obama said the American dream is Donald Trump. So this, like, I had no idea how big he was actually. So Bill Zanker, mm-hmm. president and founder of the Learning Annex. Okay. He had a 
three to four million dollar in revenue a year company. Mm. He was getting, I, I should like refer to the book, but he was getting, it was something like 3,000 people to an event, right? And he was trying to get a hold of Trump and he's like, hey, will you come speak? And Trump's like, how many people will be there? And he's like, 5,000. The guy wanted to make a stretch, like big. Trump's like, ha, huh, call me when you have 15. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, so Trump wanted a million dollars to come speak one time mm-hmm. and 15,000 people to be there. If the guy did not have 15,000 people signed up, Trump wasn't coming. The guy instead, Bill Zanker, instead of going, oh, 15,000, I can't do that. That's not possible. He doubled down on like what he was doing and he sold his thing based on Trump will be here speaking. Trump will be here speaking. He sold 30,000 seats for the first ever like annex with Trump, learning annex with Trump. Trump got his million dollars and they had 30,000 people show up which more than paid for the million dollars for Trump. Damn. And so then Trump said, you happy I made you get 15,000 people here, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I did it as a test to see if you're like worthy of me coming to speak. So then they made a deal for, it's like 1.5 million or 1.25 million a speaking engagement. Trump would speak for the learning annex like 20 times a year. It's something like absurd. Or maybe it was over a certain contract, but he'd speak from like 20 times for a mil five a time. Um, and Bill's job was to fill each arena with 15,000 plus people. Damn, dude. And that's what they did. That's and, so cool. So can you imagine like, and you, you think about that, that, that money to Trump probably isn't even crazy. No. But you're talking 20, 30 times of speaking, getting a mil five a time. But think of the. I think they said one event they had 62,000 people at. That's so cool. An event in California, they had 62,000 people. They had the population of Eau Claire, Wisconsin at at an event. Four. Four. Donald Trump. And the reason Donald Trump um, requested the the 500,000 increase, he said, you would not have this if I was not the face of it. That's so true. And Bill's like, you're right. Yep. That's so cool, dude. So it's fun because in the book you get, at least in the first 65 pages, you get both Trump's thoughts Mm -hmm. and Bill's thoughts because they co-wrote it. That's really cool. And so you get to hear like his, like Bill goes over his thing of like, Trump made me the man I am today. He took me from a, it took him from a three, $3 million company to a $30 million company in a year. Holy shit. Yeah. In a year. In a year. That's impressive, dude. Yep. I love that. So anyways, but yeah. So you, you got to figure, if you figure, th- if you average 30,000 people out for 20 events, you got mm-hmm. 600,000 600, people, um, but we don't like Trump. You get 600,000 people to show up to watch Trump, but we don't like Trump. Mm-hmm. Math that the fuck out for me. Right. And this was in 2000, they wrote the book in 2007, so this was like 2005 time frame. Well, and his TV show was massive. It was huge. Boom. Huge. 
Um, yeah, his show is massive, and even like it'd be it'd be fun for us to like see if we can go back and watch some of the show. Because mm. I bet you we'd learn from it. Oh, dude! Did you ever 100%. have you ever watched it? I've watched like maybe a half an episode. Oh my gosh! All I know is this. I do a lot of like education, mm-hmm. self-development. I was watching a gentleman one time. He was in his 70s, billionaire, multi-billionaire. Mm-hmm. They asked the guy, who are your mentors? Who are your coaches? He went, grabbed a couple books off the shelf, and he's like, these are my mentors. I don't need anything else in my life than these books to continue to make more billions. That's so cool. And so it just goes like Trump's a billionaire, right? He's been a billionaire for over 20 plus years. He's been a billionaire. Yeah. For over 20 years, he's been a billionaire. So if you took and you just read his books, Mm -hmm. you implemented his tactics, you watched The Apprentice, you could become a billionaire. If you because he shows you how to do it, mm-hmm. he explains everything. You just have to be willing to go do it. Mm-hmm. Take, adopt that mentality, and and execute. You could be a billionaire. Damn, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, dude, there's so much like content out there. There's so much shit out there. Yeah, endless amounts. Like this is why, you know, we've talked about masterminds. We've talked about coaching and all that shit, and I think it's important, absolutely. But if you have discipline and you can take and implement Mm -hmm. what you learn from a multi-multi-millionaire or a billionaire, you can be them as well. Yeah. Like if you just took the MFCEO project by Andy, 350 episodes or so. Mm Mm-hmm. You could go become a nine-figure millionaire just by listening to those podcasts. Oh, yeah. As long as you take what he is telling you and implement. I. But we want the people mm-hmm. want to go to that event. They want to spend $1,000 a month on coaching. They want to do whatever yeah. to feel part of a community and a group. Yeah. But they don't want to do the work. Go ahead. Um, I do think. And I'm not like trying to use like this as excuses or whatnot. Yep. I do think it was a lot easier to become very successful and disciplined 25 years ago. 100%. Like, we have, like, I'm not saying it's harder, like, business-wise. I think it's harder now because of all the distractions. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Phones, dude. Are the biggest distraction in the world. Mm-hmm. TVs. You couldn't binge watch TV before. True. Because mm-hmm. I remember, Dude. like, I remember watching TV as a kid, but it wasn't like it was very hard for me to sit there for hours and hours. I would sit there and watch my one TV show that was on from seven to eight on Tuesday night. And that was it. I remember the most we did growing up. There was a, I think it was Thursday night. Or Monday night, we had two TV shows. Mm-hmm. So there's in total two hours we'd watch TV. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes during that, it's like, ah, eh, we're going to go outside. Mm-hmm. 
but it was so much easier to walk away because you had like commercials so that would mm-hmm. kind of like distract you or your tv show was done and it was a show you didn't like after mm-hmm. that like it was so much easier to walk away like mm-hmm. and now it just keeps going and wow. going and going you don't have to turn it off mm-hmm. oh my god dude yeah i never thought about how bad netflix was yeah very very holy shit dude Mm. and even with video games video games wasn't hard for me either because i would get motion sick after a while so i could usually play for like an hour maybe two at a time well how much frogger do you really fucking play frogger yeah an hour or two and then you're like well i've played enough frogger well i was talking about like in high school oh like yeah huh i meant more like like computer games yeah no, babe. Nintendo. Frogger on the Nintendo. Have you ever played Duck Hunt? Yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? S- the first Nintendo, like yeah. the Super Nintendo? Super, was, no. No, there's one before that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like the Nintendo. That wasn't just the, the Nintendo? Nintendo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Duck Hunt was one of my favorites, and there was something else on there I used to love. Stephanie playing. had Duck Hunt. We played at her house. Nice. Um, yeah, we had one at the motel, and then someone stole it. This made me really sad. Damn. Mm-hmm. We had the Super Nintendo. Donkey Kong mm-hmm. and Frogger for days. I remember playing, um, uh, Putt-Putt mm-hmm. on the computer. It was computer game, not, um, the Nintendo. Fucking A, dude. Was that simpler times? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, way less distractions. Yeah. Way less. Yep. I saw a meme, and it was like, it was like 30-year-olds remembering when they would get called in for dinner. Mm -hmm. Now have kids that they have to, like, yell at to go outside. Yeah. And so it's like... What a different dynamic. The 30-year-olds grew up having to get yelled at to come inside. Now, the 30-year-olds are... Now, those same kids that used to get yelled at to come inside are now yelling at their kids to go outside. Yeah. It's like, fuck, dude. That's real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I basically lived... Like, my summers, I just lived outside. Yeah. Growing up. I fucking was never inside. No. No, 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 no. Always doing something outside. Mm. Always. Mm. I remember Sean, like, two years ago, I remember Sean and I saw, like, two kids with, like, basketballs, like, walking down the street, and we're like, there's kids outside? Like, the fuck? It was wild. It was crazy. Yeah, it was interesting. It was cool to see. When did these uh, scrolling things pop up? So, like, the vi- like so TikTok, Instagram Reels reels and all that shit yeah when did those start coming about um like only two years ago three years ago was it 2020 it was yeah it was 2020 that was when tiktok became big was 2020 convenient yeah that they want us to be more entranced right and yep china plays it right dude china's playing it right dude china brought tiktok and co tiktok tiktok mm-hmm. and Something I almost mentioned that I can't mention to the U.S. Oh, yeah. You know? All in 2020. Yep. Dang. 
Uh, one of the videos I sent you. Guys, if you don't fucking know, Pitbull is a fucking G. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So I sent you... Uh, we we should really just watch that whole interview. Or that whole oh, podcast. The pod- yeah, that'd be really good. There's a po- I don't know what podcast it is. I don't know. We can find it. Yeah. We found some... We've gotten some Instagram reel clips from it. The one today was about the... Um, the meeting that happened in October of 2019 where they literally plotted out the whole plan mm-hmm. for the C word. If you remember, I sold all my stocks. Mm-hmm. I sold everything September of 2019 mm-hmm. because there was supposed to be a crash in October of 2019. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. We sold everything. We sold everything. There was not a crash. Crash ended up happening in March. Yeah. But we were able to get in. Cryptos didn't crash at that time, did they? I thought Mm. cryptos started skyrocketing. Yeah, that's right. Cryptos started going up. But everything else dropped down. So we were mad. Well, we were happy because most of our stocks were regular stocks. So those we were able to buy in really really cheap. Yep. Um, But you had... Like a Bitcoin almost, I thought. No, I had two and a half Bitcoin. Yeah. At that time, I had two and a half Bitcoin and I sold it because of the market crash that was coming and that really backfired on me. Yep. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is like you would not have kept it for as long as Fuck like, no. for as like no. high as it went. No, I know that. Yeah. Well, even I had all that money in Dogecoin and I didn't keep it. As soon as it got to 10 cents, I was like, oh, peace. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. Some travel stocks are finally getting back up there. Yeah, they're coming back up. Um, so f- some of mine that are my long term holds, I'm finally making money on. I'm finally in the green. For, I know. On my crypto, on Same. my Robin. Well, crypto is supposed to take a crash sometime from now until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, with the best buying supposed to be by the by the. Uh, middle of next year is like the best time to buy sometime from like now until then there's gonna be another crash more than it already has crashed oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's supposed to take another tank and then it's supposed to make the trek up that's cool and so the thought is 2024 by the middle of 2024 is when it's going to start ramping up again Mm -hmm. and then it should peak out 2025 and that's when it'll be to sell it again Cool. And do all that. But yeah, we're supposed to see another low come mm-hmm. um, sometime from now until 2020, middle of 2024. That's cool. Who knows? So my no ego book. Yeah, no ego. Yeah. Um, there was, I've only read 10 pages of it. Dude, already a great book. Yeah. One of the things that guys talks about, so he talks about the two hours of drama. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess it, I don't know if it's a she. I don't know who wrote it, to be honest. Um, they, whatever. Uh, tell the story about this nurse. And uh, she's like a nurse who like goes in to like prep the patient for surgery. Goes in, briefs the, uh, the patient of what they're getting done. And the patient starts freaking out like, that is not what I'm supposed to have done to me, blah, blah, blah. So the nurse like kind of freaks out and is just like... I can't do this uh, and just like leaves the room pretty basically. 
So she goes to, like, the supervisor or something, the manager of the floor or whatever, and starts freaking out at them, going off about, like, I look so terrible, blah, 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 blah. Who didn't, like, someone screwed up and didn't do their job and someone should be fired and taking responsibility for this. And so the supervisor manager um, goes on and is just, like, trying to think of, like, a way to not cause drama. And they're just like, well, what would a great employee do to fix this? And so the, the nurse states out exactly, like, what a great employee would do to fix the situation. And she's like, okay, why don't you go be a great employee then? And the nurse just, like, smiled, nodded, and walked out and did everything that she said should be done. Dude, how crazy is that? Just by, like... Instead of feeding into it, just switching the question of just like, well, what would a great employee do then? I've read that book. <clears throat> I love that book. Mm-hmm. That's a phenomenal book. Yeah. Um, Trump said that in his book. That was my topic for Sunday. Oh, cool. Which is reframing the question in your mind. Yeah. Which we'll chat about that Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I should I should read more of that book probably then by then. Sure. Well, you will. Sure. But yeah, it's a. It's very much another another thing Trump said to be successful. Mm-hmm. You cannot focus your time and energy on problems. You have to focus your time and energy on solutions. We've talked about that before. Oh yeah, we have. Yeah, you got to be solution based, not problem based. Yep. And it's all part of like that mind sh- mindset shift, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's as easy as identifying it. Mm-hmm. So, like, what would a what would a uh, what would a great employee do in this situation? It's that easy. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with like being problem based by solution based. We think a problem, 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 and you go, okay, well, fuck. If I'm always having problems, what's the solution here? Come up with the solution and go, oh fuck, okay. Mm-hmm. It makes you that. and it makes you stay in a positive mind instead of a negative mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. It it makes me like try to like rethink of a lot of things I've been like doing like in just in life. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of it in the the positive way instead of the negative way. Yeah. Mhm. Definitely. Mhm. That's cool. I, I like love that. that shit. Yeah. I so I'm very excited to read that one. Um we had a power wish on Monday. You didn't know. I didn't tell you. This one was a new moon in Cancer. Um, okay. So that one was all about like family life and uh, freaking fertility and uh, shit like that. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to stay far away from any of that family shit. You don't need that right now. Nope. Got no time for that. Nope. So. Cool. So Mm. you didn't do a power wish? I did, but you, so you can do it like based like on other things. Uh so cancer is just more about like the family life sure so that's just like what's going to be like stronger to wish on uh so like i can i can tell you my wishes it doesn't have to be a secret um so like one of them was just like i intend to be in a good financial place before having children or something Mm. so then like that like so now i whenever we have kids Mm -hmm. like my wish is to make sure that we are financially in a good place for it i like that Mm -hmm. 
All right. So, yeah, so that's why I did a couple of different ones like that. Cool. Mm -hmm. One last thing I want to talk about. Okay. Like for the whole podcast? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just curious. Um, I want to talk about continuing to shop around. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people... I'll give my first example. Kyle and I always get trim and doors from Menards. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, it's shitty quality. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Most of the time, it's shitty quality. We were in... Um, we were in at... Where the fuck was I? Lyman Lumber. Thank you. We were in at Lyman ordering cabinets. Mm-hmm. Because Josh and Audrey recommend us to order cabinets from Lyman Lumber. On average, a cabinet set from Lyman is about, I would say, probably 15% more expensive than Menard's cabinets, okay? Mm. We were in there getting cabinets. We walked into the trims and door and we're like, hey, out of curiosity, like, what's up with these? They're like, oh, yeah, that's like one week lead time for that shit we can order it and whatever cool so i went and got it quoted yesterday so hey here's what i need can you shoot me a quote shoots me a quote we ended up not going with it because it is a week lead time and we want to get rolling on it tomorrow okay yeah. but also um we decided to do a change of color so the color I got quoted is different. So anyways, whatever. We decided to do a change of color. But what's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's the, it was the same price. It was the same price to get trim and doors from Menards as it was from Lime and Lumber. And the quality at Lime and Lumber is not even comparable. The quality's not even compa- It's on a next world level. Mm-hmm. It's the same price. That's insanity, dude. Another thing, drywall. We always got drywall from Menards, right? Mm-hmm. The guy we used to have hang drywall for us yeah. was too busy, so we used a new guy. New guy charged a little bit more, but not much more. He called and ordered drywall from um, from a different company. Okay? Mm-hmm. You want to know why that's interesting? Most drywall sheets are uh, four foot, four foot wide. wide, right? Yeah. Yep. So it's four by, four by whatever. These guys... Ordered in four and a half wide sheets for nine foot ceilings. For nine foot ceilings by tw- by twelve foot, and Kyle and I were like, "You can do that. Not only can you do that within one day, they wouldn't do it for us, but they would do it with the hangers we work with because the hangers work with them so much." They they delivered the next day all the material we needed to the door. 
then they came and picked up the excess. Stop. So we ended up paying it's like a maybe a dollar or two more a sheet, but you get more surface area. Mm-hmm. And they fucking deliver. And they pick up. And think of how much time that's saved oh not having God. to cut a fucking Oh my god, dude. A foot off of yeah. every board. So anyways, dude. It just like fucking slapped me in the face with how significant it is to shop around. I've noticed some like supply places around here and I've like wondered if you've ever like looked into them. Because there's, like, the one down the road here. There's the one across the highway. So that one? Mm-hmm. The one by U.S. Bank? Yeah. That's the drywall place. The one across the highway is siding. Mm-hmm. I don't use them. It's it's siding and a bunch of building materials. We started using Beacon. Okay. Beacon has cheaper and more quality shingles oh. than Menards. Interesting. And they deliver. For like seventy five bucks onto the roof, onto the roof. Yeah, yeah. Then, then I um, and then I also started using a- ABC Supply. Yeah. Um, for trim coil for windows. Yep. Same price as Menards, but you're supporting a smaller business. Yeah. What I noticed on both those places. Custom order windows, okay? Beacon mm-hmm. is like right about the same price as Menards. Mm-hmm. Similar lead time, right? ABC Supply is probably about 10% more expensive. Two-week lead time. So, like when I have a short lead time, mm-hmm. I can now go to ABC. Boom. Get them. Pay a little bit more, but I have a short lead time is what it is. Yeah. But like we've got our rentals. Mm-hmm. So instead of custom ordering from Menards and paying the same amount in the same amount of time, I'm going to go get better windows, support a small business beacon, mm-hmm. get their windows. And since we don't need to do it like right away, four to six weeks is fine. That's awesome. Dude. It's. And yeah, yeah. just to think of like how much better quality that's going to be. Carpet. Carpet City. Is another one mm-hmm. cheaper? A lot of the times you can get uh, carpet cheaper, mm-hmm. like uh, rem- especially remnants, dude. Like their yeah, remnants yeah. way cheaper. Um, so like for flips, if we don't need the same carpet, yeah, ticket. Um, and then the uh, their glue down, mm-hmm. way better quality, bigger sheets, cheaper. Mm-hmm. Sharon They're- Williams for paint. Sherman Williams, yeah. You yep. go there for paint. But the one caveat I will say with Carpet City, if you're doing the click together, way too expensive at Carpet City. Yeah. But I don't do that anyways, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But um but the quality, way mm-hmm. better. And you work direct with a customer sales rep. Yeah. Which is so nice to just go in, chat with someone, they know what they're talking about because that's what they specialize in is floors. Mm. Also, it's really nice because like now Sean just literally picks up his phone and he's just like, 
oh, hey, Jason, it's Sean. And they're like, oh, Sean, how's it going? Blah, blah, right. blah. And they just banter for like 10 minutes before they even get to anything. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. Rapport. Mm-hmm. And plus, like, they'll tell you if there's like an order in Wausau. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I can drive to Wausau for some flooring. Right. Yep. So that's the other nice thing, too. Yeah, dude, it's huge. That that stuff I'm getting a lot more. Now, I'm going to pull this full picture for you. Okay. If I go straight to Lyman Lumber, mm-hmm. they will call in and they'll order the drywall for me as well. They'll get it all set up and everything for free. All I have to do is go there and order my other materials with them, which is the same price. So I can cut out steps and put it on their guy, Brian, who will do it all for us. As long as we're getting the cabinets and the trim and everything there, which we're going to do anyways because it's the same fucking price. And guess what? Menards, you have to pay for the delivery and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Lyman, you order all that stuff with them, 75 bucks. They'll deliver it all to your door. Their guys leave and unload it. Dude. And that's like one of your biggest things that you fucking hate is Huge. having to bring materials places. The level. So like. So, wait, okay. So they'll just do the drywall for you or just order the drywall for you? Yeah, but they'll do other stuff too. Like they will, they will essentially coordinate a project for like half at, like they will somewhat coordinate a project for you. Just based on like materials and working with other people, right? Because they know like, okay, you know, you got to have the drywall go in before you can have the trim and the cabinets and all that shit go in. And yeah, it's sick, dude. It's sick. Better get Brooke talking to Brian now. That's what I'm saying. But so then this is going to move into the the rest of the talk I want to talk about, Mm -hmm. which is, um, me spending the past few years, more than a few years, the past, you know, many years building relationships. Mm-hmm. As I build relationships, I'm expanding my network. Yeah. And the individuals I now know, I now meet, we all treat each other good. Yeah. No one's really overcharging you know no one's really like screwing over another person yeah um we help each other out when they someone needs help and we do this all and we're able to all like have a good living for a reasonable price yeah we're able to provide customers with reasonable prices we're able to do these things and we're not doing we're not charging crazy like some of these construction companies some of these bids i hear people get where i know the cost for us to do something the cost for like dude we've talked about it on roofs Mm -hmm. the cost for us to do a roof one time you know was like seven thousand dollars was no eighty five hundred eighty five hundred was our cost we got quotes for eleven thousand that's fair. That's not unreasonable. No. That's fair. 11000 We got one at 18000 It's getting a little higher. You know, we can do it for eighty-five. You're charging us to eighteen. Okay, so you're... Our cost is that. That includes labor cost. Mm-hmm. That that includes paying the guys. 
getting rid of the material and the material. Mm -hmm. Okay. 8,500. Okay. So your profit's 10,000. Then we had someone who charged us or gave a quote of 30,000. You're making $22,000 in profit off Mm -hmm. of us. And I see this with everything. I see this with roofs. I see it with floors. I see it with trim work. I see it with fucking painting, mm-hmm. um, fences, yes. decks, concrete. Dude, all these things. Crazy, crazy. The amount these people will prey mm-hmm. on individuals who don't know. That's why like all of my friends... Even my acquaintances, I don't care. Like, I always recommend just, like, reach out to me and I will point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to babysit your project if you pay me? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If we're really good friends, I will charge you just my time. Mm-hmm. But, like, as long as it's a one-off deal. If we're doing a lot, pay me. <laughs> Otherwise, if, it, if you want to if you wanna put a fucking deck on your house... Or you want to do a concrete slab. You want to take out a wall and put up a header. Don't matter. Call me. I'll put you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I would wear, I would way, way, way rather support the people in my network that I like, that I trust, that I use every, every week, every month, whatever. And then a friend or an acquaintance of mine, whatever, get good quality work done. I know it's going to be good. They're going to get it at a fair price. And they're not going to just get hosed on because they're unaware of the market. Right. And so I just, you know, whoever's listening, if you, you know, please just reach out. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't stand today the amount these companies prey on individuals. It's gross. Yeah, we, uh, a couple of weeks ago, found out my friend, um, Ian, who we just, we helped him move into his apartment. And we found out his mom Mm -hmm. had paid someone... She got the recommendation from a bank in town. Yep. And so she called him. He wanted, like, an initial deposit. That's reasonable. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. He started doing some of the work, and then he wanted more money. So she gave him more money, and then he never came back. Yep. And later, she found out that he didn't even do the work that he did do correctly. Mm-hmm. So now she basically has to get it, like, completely redone. I think they did have someone, like, slightly put it together just so it's kind of a usable mm-hmm. bathroom, but it's, like, still not great. Mm-hmm. And so, like, now she's just, like, terrified to, like, call anyone. Right. Because she's so afraid of getting scammed again. Right. And it was really, that was really heartbreaking to hear. That right there is the importance of a network. Mm-hmm. The importance of relationships, right? Yeah. It's three most important things. Health, relationships, money. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. So that is what I got for you today. That was a good one. You really did bring that all together. I tried to. You. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, yeah, if you have construction shit, hit me up. Um, I'd rather save you a few bucks than you get hosed. For the people that at least live in our town. Oh, yeah, 100%. If you don't live in like within an hour of Eau Claire, leave me alone. But you can still <laughs> say hi. Hey, hey, babe, we haven't done something in a while. Uh, 
Okay. Let's just do one, right? All right, we'll do one. Shits and gigs. This one? Yeah. I want to see how good Sean's going to do this time around. Shit, dude. Probably not too good. Do you mm. want today's date or what do you want? I don't care. You can do whatever you feel like doing. Oh, my God. We haven't done this in a full month. How do you know that? Oh, yeah. We did not do any of June, did Mm-mm. No, I think we did at the very beginning. Or maybe I just skipped to June. Well, we've... I don't know. Definitely not done in over a month. Yeah, probably. So it's the 18th. It is the 18th. Harry, Ron, Fred, and George were planning to go up the hill to a small paddock the Wesleys owned. The Weasleys. The Wesleys? The Weasleys owned. Wow. It was surrounded by trees that blocked it from the view of the village below, meaning that they could practice Quidditch there as long as they didn't fly too high. They couldn't use real Quidditch balls, but would have been hard to explain if they had escaped and flown away over the village. Instead, they threw apples for one another to catch. Oh, man. Do you remember this? I remember this. I don't remember this at all. I remember this very, very vividly, but I cannot think of what book it's in. Um, It's got to be one of the ones that he goes there for the summer, which maybe it's the one right before, like, with the Quidditch World Cup, which would have been the... Goblet of Fire. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Two. It's right? in number two? Yeah, bro. What chapter? It's got to be like four. It is chapter four. Yeah. At Flourish and Blots. What? Yeah, bro. I oh, don't because they... Uh, I knew it was one of the ones where he went there before the term started. And that... I guess that makes sense, actually. Yeah, well, I haven't read The Chamber of Secrets. I probably haven't read that in three years now. I read it last year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm No, I might be four years removed from that book. No, you're probably three. All right, three years. Cool. What do you got for me, babe? Do you want the... That's the only one I read, so you can do anything you want. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Behind Harry, the entrance to the marquee revealed rows and rows of fragile golden chairs set either side of a long purple carpet. The supporting poles were entwined with white and gold flowers. Fred and George had fastened an enormous bunch of golden balloons over the exact point where Bill and Floor would shortly become husband and wife. Think aloud, John. Um, Bill and Floor get married in the... in the... Order of Phoenix. No. (laughs) In the half blood print. No. Motherfuck. Deathly Hallows. It's in the seventh? It's in the last one, yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because and it happened early on. Yes. Chapter six. Eight. Yeah, because they... Um, I remember. Because it was after Bill got attacked. Mm-hmm. So he gets attacked in the Order of Phoenix. Yeah, but it so but it was in Deathly Hollows. It was when they're all in that tent in the beginning. Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but it was because it was uh, it was after like the Death Eaters really started coming out and about. Mm-hmm. So Order of Phoenix is when they 
Uh, did, is that when the ministry started finally acknowledging it, it at the very end of Order yep. Phoenix? Yes. Why am I really blanking on Half Blood Prince? Half Blood Prince is when they first initially run away at the end, isn't it? Half Blood Prince is where Harry does all the missions with Dumbledore. Yes, throughout the school year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that Dolores Umbridge year? Uh, Dolores Umbridge is Order, Order of the Phoenix. Phoenix. Wow, I'm really slacking. All right, babe, that's cool. what we got. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you on the next one. See ya.